Remembered to hit record there. Yay. Good times. Uh, all right. So, oh, it is one of those days. It is early. It is Tuesday, Wednesday morning, 7.33 a.m. here in the East Coast. Don't expect anyone from the West Coast or Mountain Time to be watching unless you're probably a second, no, third shift worker. My brain is fried. I need some more coffee. Drinking from my excellent, excellent cup of, uh, well, it's from, oh, what is that show? Psych. All the different funny names that Sean gave Gus, including Methuselah Honey, Honeysuckle, Long Branch Petty Whistle, Die Harder, Nick Knack, Shutterfly Simmons, Lavender Gooms, Big Head Burton, Ovaltine Jenkins. Good stuff. Good stuff. If you have not watched Psych, I highly recommend it. It is a fantastic show. Uh, it is over. They've had two, three, three movies. There's Psych the Musical, uh, Lassie Come Home, and I think they're making a third one, or they made a third one. And then there's one all about Gus coming out soon. It is, it is good. It is good. It's really funny, really funny, but... I need some coffee and we'll talk about some disc golf here. Hopefully you all have had a good time here having the weekend and all of last week to play some disc golf. It has been hot and humid and absolutely miserable. But overall, it has been absolutely fun to play some disc golf. I managed to get out and play a decent amount of disc golf uh, last Sunday played in a Sunday night league and lost a disc. But I got a text last night that somebody found it. My Zach Melton Lucid Excavator. Really love that disc. It is a great disc. Very overstable for what it is. And uh, so I'm getting that back. Played in the beautiful, lovely, fantastic, well-run, gorgeous, amazing, super-duper, fantastic, awesome tournament called the Three Rivers Open. It was the 36th annual. I even have a disc here to prove it. It is the buzz and you can't see it here. Maybe if I can get the reflection of the light. So if you can kind of see on here, it's got the owl stamp. It is really cool. It's kind of got a stained glass look to it, but the stamp itself actually has a rose pattern, like literal roses on there. And it is really cool. My only complaint was, unfortunately, it was only in green and it just the green is cool. The stamp is cool, but the green with the stamp is just it doesn't work. You just need to get it there and let, make it look more super, honey. Come on. But honestly, it's awesome. Like, it's really cool. It's going up on my wall at work. And uh, yeah, it is awful. And it looks like I'm not the only person to lose one. Sea uh, Dog lost two discs yesterday with his heat stroke brain. I hate to tell you. Today is supposed to be even hotter. Yesterday, couldn't get on in the morning because we had some painters coming over to work on our hallway and our front door. So I felt like because the front door is going to be wide open all day, or at least all morning, I probably should not be hiding out in the basement in my studio. I use that word loosely. And um, yeah, decided that I should be up there doing that and, you know, making sure things don't go missing, not because of the painters, but because the front door is wide open. 
things got done. Things got good. Got my shot, my Rona shot, and um, got a massive headache yesterday. So I was all ready to go, and my head just was splitting. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter and Instagram. I put some posts up there. So if you're not following me, that is where I try to keep most things up to date. That is at Joe's Disc Golf. And uh, you can find on Instagram, it was a picture of my very sassy, very fun kitty, Lucy. And all of her fur is everywhere. You can never escape Lucy fur in this house. Oh, the puns keep coming and the bad dad jokes are coming. I've got to get my practice on because in three weeks or less, I will be a dad, which will probably mess up with my streaming schedule here. I will try to get stuff done, but um, any of you who have children probably know better than I do that that is not going to be the most um, easy thing to do (laughs) stream or get all this done. It might be moving to more of a I record when I can and just upload the podcast. So if you are not subscribed to the actual podcast, I would go ahead and head over to anchor.com slash Joe's Disc Golf or (coughs) excuse me. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Breaker, uh, iHeartRadio, pretty much all the major disc golf podcast hosting sites. Um, It's not hard to do if you guys are ever interested in doing your own podcast, you can go ahead and head over to anchor.fm and sign up for a whole podcast yourself. They host it for free. They take a cut of any of the ads that you run. So no worse than anybody else. You don't have to run ads. You don't have to do anything like that. You get unlimited stuff. At least that's what it was when I signed up. And I believe that's what it still is at this point. Most other places charge you to host your podcasting site. So not sponsored. Not a sponsored segment, not a commercial, but you should definitely go over to Anchor if you want to head uh, head up your own podcast and get going with that. It was um, pretty easy to do. Also, if you want to leave a comment, question, anything like that, you can tag me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can also leave a voice message through Anchor. You do have to sign up for an account, not my rules. Those are the rules of Anchor, which is owned by Spotify. So if you have a Spotify account, you can just link it and you're golden in this day and age. I don't know who doesn't have a Spotify account besides myself. I don't have a Spotify account anymore, but that is just how I roll. Um, Pandora does a great job for what I want. Any which you. So, yeah, you could leave a voice message there and I could try to answer your question, do anything like that. Um, unfortunately, you know, Brody was not that fountain of information that he has been in the past. So hopefully I can make up a show without the help of Brody Smith. However, I did hear a great story about another touring pro, semi-touring pro, a young fellow on tour, one Elijah Bickle. He is a Discmania sponsored guy. And can we talk about Discmania for a second? What is their secret sauce in finding all of these fantastic disc golfers? What are they doing to scout out the future talent that nobody else seems to be doing? Because they're pulling these guys who you've never heard of. It's not like, you know, they're um, Evan Scott, who just won Worlds, Am Worlds, where it's like, yeah, that kid's probably going to get an offer from multiple companies on different sponsorships. Like, that just makes sense in my mind. 
but they're pulling these guys and it's like, how, how, what, what are you looking at? How can you tell that someone is doing really well? I don't know what their secret sauce is, but it is, it is working for them because they just keep pulling out all these fantastic guys long before they ever make a name for themselves. So sorry, brain is a little fried right now. Just trying to wake up and get everything going, trying to get the voice, trying to get the, uh, sweep uh the sleep out of my voice and it looks like they run full-on combine yeah that makes a ton of sense do a combine style nfl you know i wonder what his 40 time is just out of curiosity no i don't i don't think that matters there um but a great story that i heard this was at uh, lake eureka temp uh course he throws elijah throws his first shot Beautiful shot. Doesn't quite clear the water. Has to take from the drop zone. A little frustrated. A little overpowered. And as you know, the way that hole is set up, you know, you got the drop zone. It's still like 300-ish feet away where you're just throwing. And then it's right there. You're kind of throwing up the hill a little bit. Over there. Down to the right, I believe. Down a hill, there is a is hole four. So you kind of go back. You go through the woods a little bit. You play holes two and three. And then you go down to hole four. Well, he rips one and the wind gets it. He turns it over just a little bit and it is beautiful. It is flying. It is cruising. Just going out there. Just, oh, everybody's going, wow, that's such a great shot. Too bad it is not going anywhere near hole one's basket. It had flipped over just a little bit and started cruising towards hole four. And it just started going and it was on a beautiful line. There were several people putting out on hole four and they're just going, all right, what's, uh, what's all right. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my disc here. I'm ready. I'm starting to putt. I'm, I'm going through my motion. I'm ready. I'm ready. King black ace hole four. Elijah Bickle scares the crap out of everybody on hole four because no one knows what's going on. Um, he has to play it from there. I believe he said he bogeyed on that one. Absolutely fantastic. So it just goes to show you, Whether you're a touring pro or an average Joe, you can still screw up and it looks amazing. That is probably one of my favorite stories I've ever heard from about a a pro like that. So if you ever feel bad about getting a black ace or in Fort Wayne, it is possible to get a gray ace, depending on uh, where some of the baskets are set up. We have one at Tillman Park where hole 10 has a short and a long position and we store the extra basket for the hole for the course on hole 10 usually in the short position so it is possible to throw it about i want to say it's like 250 300 somewhere in there so it is very possible to black ace that or gray ace that when you're going for the long position (coughs) i need more need more coffee so i guess uh i guess i should probably get into some of my topics here uh let's go with since i already started talking a little bit about the world champions for the amateurs am one let's uh let's go ahead and talk about them so that was held last week in florida and if you're unfamiliar with that format it is a grueling grueling test of endurance both mentally and physically and it is uh six rounds plus a finals or semis and finals so you're playing a lot of disc golf over the last couple days. And according to YouTube, because I have those stats up, everybody has just left. 
but I'm sure in about 30 seconds, everybody will be right back because YouTube does not know how to do anything with stats for live stats. Every like the same zero people are watching my Twitch stream, which is normal. Most of the time, nobody's watching Twitch, but that's okay. I just have it as a token thing. Looking at a just as a side note, looking at playing some uh, disc golf. Oh, what's that game called? By Latitude 64. Uh, it's a fun game. I've played it on my phone. Apparently there is a PC version. Hey, look, all of a sudden I've got everybody back. Good job, YouTube. Good job. Uh, Disc Golf Valley. That's what it is. Uh, looking to play that on my computer here. That might be some live streaming I do in the future. Mostly on Twitch. Probably also have it on YouTube just because. I mean, why not? It's fun. So, uh, all right. Anyway, who? Uh, Evan Scott, 16 from South Carolina, pulls away during the semifinals, dominates the final nine to win it. Six straight birdies. I, be- birdies. I believe he had a five stroke lead going into the finals. And then he said, screw you guys. I'm taking this home. Uh, he had this to say. It was really good the whole time. I had a few times where I, it could have been better, but I'm super happy with my putting. He was dominant. It was it was his to lose basically from the word go. And he was able to do it. I believe being 16 did not hurt his cause because let's face it, you're playing. I believe it's five days and you're playing eight rounds. That's a lot of disc golf. That is a lot of throwing. And that is a long time to be on your top mental game. Forget the physical. I mean, the physical, you can kind of train up to that. Not exactly what uh what they're doing there but you can train up to that and being 16 definitely helps in that point i'm only 32 believe it or not my strapping young looks here make me look younger but yes uh i my shoulder hurts just thinking about throwing that many rounds my shoulder hurts thinking what the pros just did going four weeks straight with the preserve idlewild ledgestone I know Des Moines Challenge was in there, but that one was weird. And that was also a silver series. So I'm not really totally counting that. And I'm blanking on one more during that stretch. Deglo, the one that's closest to my house. <laughs> Great Lakes Open. Um, and my shoulder hurts thinking just about that. So having them do that all week, it's crazy. On the women's side, Allie Smith from Kansas City, Missouri. She's a math teacher. She knew how to plan things out using geometry. And having a great mental game. She made the transition 10 months ago from Ultimate Frisbee. Her plan for the entire tournament was to par out. Sounds kind of dumb. But if you really think about it, especially in the women's division, depending on what courses they're playing, paring out is actually pretty good. How often do we see on the FPO side where like, yeah, Paige or Katrina shoots five or six down, but then the next person is three or four over par. So Allie Smith planning on, you know, just going and paring out. That's a good idea. So she was four strokes off the lead after the third round, two strokes off the lead after the fourth round and two strokes up after the fifth round. Her, uh, she had this quote right after par out. That's been my goal from the beginning to par out. Birdies are going to come. Bogies are going to come, but I have to keep my head on steady. And I can't disagree with that. How many times have we gone out there and we let one bad bogey 
get into our heads. There are plenty of times where, you know, you've got that one hole where you're just like, okay, yeah, it says par three, but come on, it plays more like three and a half or 3.75 for the field. So you're like, eh, if I bogey this one, not a big deal. Now you come up to a hole that everybody birdies or even pars. And then you're going, oh, I just bogeyed that one. I'm screwed. I'm going to lose. And then that bogey snowballs into another bogey. And it just it it happens. You know, I, I it happens to me all the time. Unfortunately, I started out my tournament started on hole one. I got the Jomez jitters for the am side because, you know, we didn't have a film crew there, so it doesn't matter because ams, eh, whatever. Started on hole one, bogey. Was parking at the whole time through straight OB. Hole two, birdied it. Great. Hole three, double bogey. Hole four, par. So my game was, woo, it was a roller coaster of emotions. So I, I give all the credit to Allie there for mentally being able to hold on to her game just like that and being able to just do what she can and, and par out. It was pretty fantastic. Um, <coughs> it was it was a really good time. Um, I don't have anything else really going on with that one. Uh, Am Worlds finished. Good times there. We've got some more stuff going on here with upcoming PDGA events here. Uh, I forget what's coming up, but I will find that out. Disc Golf Pro Tour. Um, we've got. Do, 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 do schedule elite series. Ugh. God, this is ah. Uh, why does your site suck? Uh, okay. EDGA elite series. Unfortunately, sometimes here. Oh well. I know what Maple Hills coming up here. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So that's going to be fun. That's always a good course there. And that will be, yeah, that's always fun to watch. Pretty wooded holes. Just a ton of fun. Classic, classic stuff to do. We have, uh, speaking of classic things, we have some disc golf brands that are making a resurgence here. Quest AT. If you had followed this channel way back, ah, uh, yeah, Delaware. Duh. Thanks, Dave. Sometimes the schedule just gets away from me. Uh, one of the brands that's making a revival here, Quest AT. If you've been around, if you started out in the late 90s, early 2000s, you might have saw the uh, fantastic, unique discs from Quest AT. They made a name for themselves by, you know, making unique discs. There's a fantastic article on uh, Udisc dot com slash blog talking about the uh, guide to defunct disc golf brands. So some of the major players from back in the day that are no longer out there anymore. So they've had their big ones. There are the turbo putt. So it is a it's a regular disc, but it's got grooves on the edge here. It's almost spiked like a stegosaurus to be able to put your fingers in to hold it on the underside. It has a swirl pattern where you can for a thumb track so you can really hook in your thumb to get it to to throw a better turbo putt. And for a long time, I was a turbo putter. And oh, yeah, Iron Mountain. Dude, I just. 
man, my brain is not functioning before eight o'clock in the morning, apparently. But the uh, the Turbo Putt, very unique disc, uh, very special claim to fame, too. That is one of two discs that received PDGA approval and then had it revoked. The other was by Dynamic Disc. Disc, not discs, different company, two very different companies, uh, the Dimple. And so what that had was on the rim of the disc, right on the edge, on their distance drivers, right on that edge, it was dimpled like a golf ball to help get better uh, uh, flight out of it. Same idea as what the uh, hex pattern did for the Mislin and the Rakuten by Latitude 64. I don't know much about the design of the dimple and why that did not get approved versus why the hex pattern on the uh, Mislin and Rakuten by Lat64 got approved. My thought is that the dimple probably made bigger holes in it and the the hex pattern on it, if you ever got your hands on it, it was not very thick. It was it was noticeable, but it wasn't it wasn't anything too crazy there. So Quest AT, just a quick uh, quick recap, made two very unique discs, the turbo putt and the wheel. The wheel had no clear designated top or bottom. The flight plate was smack in the middle of the rim and it was meant to be a roller. It was actually a really cool idea. That is not approved there. The uh, founder and president, Steve Pearson, already owned a molding company, talked with Dave McCormick of Gateway Disc Sports. They decided, hey, we're going to make some discs. Let's do it. Let's make some discs. So in one weekend, they messed with some of their molds and actually just made a disc right there. Right off. uh, They built three molds over that first summer in 2005. After their one weekend of work, it was kind of crazy. And they just started messing with things. Just no crazy engineering, no aerodynamics. Just like, hey, we're going to slap this together and see what happens. And it kind of worked for them. Uh, the Odyssey was their first approved disc back in April of 2006. This was an overmold design. It had a very and a clear center and bright, colorful w- rim. Unfortunately, overmolds have gotten a bad rap over the years. <coughs> And they were able to, um, uh, because you hit a tree a little too hard and the, the two halves separate, which is not a good thing. Uh, overmolds are very popular with MVP. However, those are made a lot better. Uh, they have a higher quality than what um, was done in the past. But that's the thing about the technology with discs is everything has gone in a very positive direction with everything getting more durable and better and just way more cool. In my opinion, uh, it's been 15 years and things have gotten a lot better. So the reason the PD, the reason quest stopped making discs was this dispute over the turbo putt and how it was, it had its approval revoked. Now there is some back and forth. Uh, Steve says that uh, the gentleman that I'm blanking on his name, who uh, is the, person that um, approves all the discs uh, said that uh, Quest, Steve, says that they put, the other manufacturers put pressure on the PDGA to get it revoked when, you know, the rules were more lax, there's no set, like, this is what a disc is, and as things have happened, 
you know, this is what's going on. This is how we're going to make it. So you can't have those grooves in there. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, the discs have to have a distinct top and bottom. So it's one of those like, um, why, why is this rule in place? Well, because that one person did it, you know, and that was a dumb idea. Some of the stuff where the rims were far too hard that could actually cause some serious injuries if it hit somebody. Uh, that's why certain metrics are in place for hardness. And so that if it does hit someone, it's not going to take their leg clean off. You know, that's why we don't have any metal discs. Although that would be interesting. I wouldn't mind trying to throw one provided, you know, I don't slice my hand off. But uh, this is a great read. Yeah, again, their guide to defunct disc brands uh, was a great read from back in April. Uh, talks about a whole bunch of different companies, uh, including Dynamic Disc slash Destiny. Not to be confused again with Dynamic Discs, plural, which is, which is still alive and thriving. But Dynamic Disc went out before Dynamic Discs came in. Now, Quest is definitely coming back up. They still make unapproved disc golf discs. And I'm able to get my hands on a couple. I'm picking up the uh, Turbo Putt and the Turbo Putt 2. The Turbo Putt 2 is supposed to be getting PDGA approved. I really want to see what the difference is. Uh, one thing that I thought was pretty cool, they told a story about how they showed up to a big event. And back in the day, the Wraith was the big thing for throwing distance. They made a whole bunch of discs, called them the Inferno, brought them there, had all the guys like, hey, here you go. Let's um, here, throw these. Have some fun. And um, they decided to have people throw that. And then suddenly the Inferno was going further than the Wraith, which was pretty cool. And um, <coughs> everyone's like, hey, we need these. And suddenly that became popular. So they're trying to take some business away from uh, Innova. Innova. Words are hard, man, this morning. This is rough. And uh, that's kind of how some of that happened back there. It was um, pretty cool. Again, story there right now. The It's up there on udisc.com slash blog. It is old disc brands being revived as disc golf surges. I think it's a really cool idea. In other news, the PDGA and WFDF announced that they will be back together again. Let me find the right article here. I'm working on getting another story together. Ah, yes. The Professional Disc Golf Association approved as a member of the World Flying Disc Federation again. So back in 1985, uh, the PDGA was a founding member of the WFDF. And then they left and then they came back and then they left. And they're really like that friend who just keeps going back with their ex. Like this time it'll be different. I promise. I promise this time it's going to be different. This time it's going to work. But it never seems to work. And even though they have a lot of common goals of promoting disc golf and WFDF promotes all disc related things. So ultimate Frisbee, disc golf, freestyle and a couple other things. Uh, you know, if Can Jam ever really takes off, they'll probably promote that because that is disc based. They're excited because they're going to work together to get both Ultimate Frisbee and Disc Golf into the Olympics. Probably not for 2024. Maybe 2028. I, I don't really care. I mean, I guess it would be kind of cool. Uh, but at the same time, like it, it's the Olympics. Like I really didn't watch much this year. 
of the Olympics. Maybe it's because it was odd timing or something like that. I I just didn't watch much of it. So I don't know. Could be cool. Might not be. I'm going to try to uh, come up with a video, hopefully, of the history of the disc golf and WFDF uh, getting together and breaking up and, you know, just trying to get back with your ex. This time, I swear, it'll be different. I promise it will be. And speaking of different things, I got my hands on the pro pole. It's not looking great with the studio lights here. And this is, well, not the first time I'm opening it. I just want to make sure everything came to, you know, and nothing was broken. So I saw this. I saw people talking about it, about the pro poll. And I was always kind of curious. I was like, all right, so sports medicine is my thing. This seems like it's right up my alley. And so in it, you have this uh, instruction sheet, uh, both on the front and the back. You have a QR code that you can scan. That will take you to their website that will show you some videos of exercises that you can do. I was a little skeptical when I read them at first because they're talking about isometrics and this and that. And I'm like, that's not how you use that word. That, that is a correct word, but that's not quite how you use it. Um, the disc itself is very strong plastic. My main concern, and I, I wanted to try this out. I want to do their workouts. They are specific prescribed workouts to see how this works. Um, my main concern is the way that this is pulled, the pro pull is pulled, is that you hook it into the door and you have two different resistance bands on there that will give you, you know, that'll help build up your muscle. My concern is that when you're holding it, if you're holding it with proper technique here, um, that it will, for, it'll cause your wrist to bend in a way that you're not supposed to or cause you to try to hold it to grab tighter and cause you to develop a nose up angle. And I, I don't know exactly. I've briefly watched some of their videos and it's interesting uh, to say the least. It's um, not the best production quality. I will say that uh, very echoey and I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but like it's certain videos, it's kind of dis difficult to understand the guy because the echo is so bad. And um, you get two different resistance bands here, uh, three pounds and five pounds, I believe. Uh, I thought they were marked on the tabs here at some point. Uh, eight pounds and five pounds. I was close. So you get two different resistance bands. They come with carabiner clips on either end. Very sturdy construction for the carabiner clips. Very sturdy construction for the fabric tabs here that hold the. Uh, resistance bands in place. So I will give them credit that they are not shipping a crap product. I will say that being in sports medicine, resistance bands are my life. And these are actually pretty good, high quality ones. And what I will say is that um, they actually took the time to do it right, at least to prevent injury, which also is going to prevent some lawsuits. So I will say that in sports medicine, I've paid a lot more money for the same amount of resistance band that is not as good of quality. So I will say that at least in that respect, they did that right. Now, in terms of trying to do this, like this is very hard plastic here, which is good. I mean, if it was a normal disc plastic, um, this 
screw hole that's in the middle here would just pull out and, you know, pulling out is okay in certain circumstances, but not when you want it to stay in here for this disc here. So I will hopefully get this going, get this uh, workout routine. It is a six week routine. Hopefully I'll have some weekly updates here for you guys, letting you know how it goes. Um, I really don't know what to expect. People have claimed that they've gotten 30 to 40 feet further on their average disc throws, but I don't know. Um, but who knows? Um, that could be, uh, that could just be placebo. That could be them also working on their form. It is six weeks. And if you're getting a pro pull, you're probably also working on your form at the same time. So there is that. And what else? Oh, yeah. Looking, I'm on the PDGA site looking at James Conrad. Interesting statistic that I found out about MVP discs. So they have a pre order up and running for the Holy Shot. It's a commemorative disc for Worlds with James Conrad. And MVP has announced that they have more pre orders for their commemorative disc. Then they had sold discs in 2019. Think about that for a second. They have sold more pre-order discs right now in the last month-ish since Worlds than they did in all of 2019. To say their investment in James Conrad is paying off is an understatement. Holy crap. That is insane. And yes, it is in their base plastic with a really cool stamp, but... I think, uh, what does OTB have them going for? OTB has them going for, oh, let's see. Uh, everything's running super slow. I believe their base plastic is around 15, 16 bucks. Let's see. Special edition, uh, nomads and envies. So the Envy looks like it is yellow with a blue rim and the Nomad is purple with a black rim. <coughs> the stamps actually look really cool. $16.99 for both. And you can pre-order them. They currently have $1,025 in stock. Allegedly, uh, according to OTB Discs. And $13.13 for the... Uh, Nomad. Sorry, words are hard. Uh, so I don't know if that means that's their pre-orders or what. So that is pretty insane right there. And if you look at Jomez, that back nine has like 700,000 views, 750,000 views. So that's also pretty crazy to see how that's going. Good job MVP with signing James Conrad as a business decision. Fantastic move. James Conrad, fantastic results there. Just because, I mean, you won Worlds. You beat Paul Macbeth in a fantastic shot. Uh, the shot heard round the world. But I believe that is everything that I have to talk about here. Bit of a shorter one for you guys. I know I've only been talking for about 35 minutes, according to what I've been recording here. I want to thank you all for watching, listening, tuning in, all that stuff. Hope to see you all next week. Hopefully I'll be able to uh, uh, get things going on Tuesday. As far as I know, 
I don't have any conflicts. So, thank you all for watching. Uh, just remember that if you get a bad tree kick, that you have transgressed against Treesus. And if you get a great tree kick back into the fairway, you need to thank Treesus because you have definitely done something right. Thank you all for watching. I've been Joe. You've been awesome. And I can't wait to see you all in the next.